Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. Depending on where you are connected from, I want to welcome everyone to another uh, an, another inspired by the world's global terms of, of devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. I want to thank Esteemed Stomachama for the opportunity to be leading today's intercessory prayer. Esteemed family, we are still praying for for God's chosen leadership across the nations of the world. We're going to be praying today with the scripture, Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, NIV. It says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Esteemed family, with this scripture in mind, we're going to be using Rwanda as a point of contact. We're going to be praying tongue tongues of the spirit for nations and leaders who have come under condemnation and victimization for standing with the principles of the gospel of Christ and prioritizing the well-being of their citizens above the agenda of the deep states. We are going to also be declaring that God's love and depression come to these nations, causing them to prosper exponentially. Declare that these nations remain a beacon of light and righteousness among the nations of the world in the marginalized name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Esteemed family. Can you unmute your mic and begin to intercede right now? in the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, we thank you for leaders of nations who we know power, who we know 
who will not give up, who will not give in. Nemana o shatali agadara o shatagada. So they are generous of this deep state for the nation. Lebrano shasate the agatali agada. Lord, we pray that your love and your blessing, Lord, come upon such nations in the name of Jesus. Lebranazo stiketeli gerasu nanagadagada. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may they continue to be continue to continue nations of 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 hope of of beginning of light other nations in the name of Jesus, inspiring other nations to stand up. Nothing can separate us from your love. Situations and challenges cannot separate us from your love. You graced us with everlasting love. Nothing can separate us from your love. Situations and challenges cannot separate us from your love. You graced us with everlasting love. Nothing can separate us from your love. Situations and challenges cannot separate us from your love. Rest us with everlasting love. You gave us joy over heaviness, faith over fear. Destroy that for eternal life. You gave us joy over heaviness, strength over fear. Destroy that for eternal life. You gave us joy over heaviness, strength over fear. Destroy that for eternal life. That's why we thank you for causing us to triumph. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for causing us to triumph always. We thank you. Causing us to triumph. Thank you, 
We thank you, Lord. Thank you for causing us to triumph always. Nothing can separate us from your love. Situations and challenges cannot separate us from your love you graced us with everlasting love nothing can separate us from your love situations and challenges cannot separate us from your love you graced us with everlasting love you gave us joy over heaviness strength over fear destroyed death for eternal life you gave us joy over heaviness Faith over fear, destroy death for eternal life. You gave us joy over heaviness. Faith over fear, destroy death for eternal life. That's why we thank you for causing us to triumph. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for causing us to triumph always. We thank you, Lord, for causing us to triumph Thank you, we thank you, thank you for causing us to triumph always. We thank you for causing us to triumph. Thank you. We thank you, Lord, thank you for causing us to triumph always. We thank you, Lord, for causing us to triumph. Thank you, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for causing us to triumph always. We thank you, Lord, for causing us to triumph. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. For causing us to triumph always. You gave us joy over heaviness, faith over fear, destroyed death for eternal life. You gave us joy over heaviness, 
faith over fear, destroyed death for eternal life, Lord. We thank you. Reiki bondo lo krodos farida kasita kabarada kabashanta makuse le grande le kebo shataya. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You've caused us to triumph in all things at all times. Nothing successfully stands in our way. Because you've empowered us to win at all times, in all things. Thank you for the efficacy of your word. Thank you for the life, the indestructible life that you gave us. Nothing compares to it. And you are God, are all powerful. All you do is perfect. Your ways are just, and no one compares with you. We give you all the glory now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family. It's always a blessing to fellowship with you all. And um, I want to thank all the co-hosts who have handled a segment before now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Today is a Friday. It's the 25th of August, and um, we are going to be reviewing the Rhapsody of Realities article together. Oh, thank you, Lord. The article is on the screen, and um, Think Like the Apostles is the title. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, Acts 8 and verse 14. Or coming from an article yesterday that told us that it's by the word and by the spirit, and told us how that so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. That was in Ephesus. Today, we're hearing that the gospel had been received in Samaria and Peter and John were sent unto them. Rhapsody of Realities has been um, more than a devotional article, more than a devotional book. It's a story of amazing realities, a story, a compendium of beautiful events and situations of people's lives 
of occurrences, things that happened in the Bible, and how they affect us today. They are not stories to tell us about the past. The goal is to connect to us in a way where we can see ourselves through the reading pages of the Bible and beyond those reading pages to be inspired to live our best lives today. Because we're dealing with the same God. He's the same God yesterday, today, and always would be. Yesterday I said to you, I said, have confidence in God's love for you. And have confidence in God's choice of you. In Acts 8.14, the apostles in Jerusalem received news that Samaria had embraced the word of God. Promptly, they sent Peter and John to minister to them. These apostles possessed a remarkable mindset that we should emulate. To them, Samaria belonged to them because the word of God had taken root there. Understand that not everyone in Samaria had become a Christian, but the seed of the word had been sown and the spiritual ground had received it. And consequently, the apostles considered Samaria taken over by the gospel. When Peter and John arrived in Samaria, the first thing they did was similar to what Paul did after he journeyed to Ephesus in Acts 19. They ministered to the people to receive the Holy Spirit. So you're going to see that in Acts 8 from verse 14 to 17. You remember the story yesterday about the 12th man, how Paul had arrived at Ephesus. He had been through a lot. He felt he was going for a conference, but got there and there were just 12 men and they haven't even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. So the first thing he did was minister to them. We are to have the same mentality with the apostles. Their conviction stemmed from the words of Jesus who likened the kingdom of heaven to a mustard seed that grows into a towering plant, surpassing all others. The growth is unstoppable, Luke 13, 18 to 19. Once the word of God was planted in a place, be it a city, town, community, nation, country or nation, the apostles knew they had taken over the place. They knew what to do with the word in such places. We need to seize cities and communities with the gospel. Think like the apostles. Adopt their mindset. Think like Paul, who when he arrived at Ephesus, knew he was conquering not only that place, but the regions beyond. And remember that in the further study yesterday, we now read how that in two years, the word of God had prevailed through that region of Asia. And today in our generation, the word of God reached us because of the uh, missionary work of these apostles from back in the days. Because if you trace back to history, you find that the gospel spread throughout the, uh, throughout the earth from those works of the apostles, from the ones that went to Asia, the ones that went to Europe, the ones that went to different parts of the world at that time. It was from the U.S. and from Europe that we had missionaries who came to Africa. So much has happened through history 
that brought the Bible to us, that brought the word of God to us. One of the um one of the founding persons that, for instance, that brought the gospel to Nigeria, you remember, maybe you remember his name. Pa'e Elton, he was the one who gave that prophecy that said that Nigeria will be known as a very corrupt nation. And he said, but after a while, things will change and it will be known as a righteous nation. And one man and the other will hold on to a Nigerian around the world and say, take me to your country. I want to go serve your God. I don't know how many of you have seen that prophecy, but some of us understand that this is the time for the fulfillment of that prophecy and we've been praying about it as well as many other prophecies. Anyways, today's devotional article is, um, for me, it just brings back that gratitude that I'm of the generation that heard the word of God. I'm of the generation that heard the word of God. I'm of the generation that heard the true gospel because these apostles were so, so proactive, so, so foresighted. They would not stop. They would take country to country, city to city, nation to nation. Remember the Ethiopian eunuch? Ethiopia is a country in Africa. Maybe it was through him that the gospel spread across Africa. Maybe it was him. But it just shows that where you are, everywhere that you can reach with the gospel, that seed of the gospel can become the tree that becomes the forest in no time. Recently, we listened to every tree a forest. And Pastor explained to us how that happens. We each are trees of righteousness, and we spread that righteousness across our spheres of contact, raising other trees of righteousness. Together, we become a fruitful field, and together, we become a forest. And sometimes you're sowing seeds of the word of God and it seems like they are not producing a harvest. I told you the story of a colleague back then in school and then, you know, every month I'll give my colleagues in class Rhapsody of Realities. I'll reach out to them, preach the gospel and all of that. And then there was this guy, many years after school, I didn't even have his number anymore and he just called me and he said that, Oh, I just got born again and I joined Christ Embassy and you were the first person I thought I should let I should let you know because I know how how much you labored for that while we were in school. This was maybe like five years after school. I didn't even have his number anymore. But the seed, it was like that case in the Bible where you say Paul planted, Apollos watered. Someone helped me water the seed I had planted, and the guy recognized that it was I who planted the seed. And he will call me over five years later to tell me, oh, I just got born again and I'm now in Christ's embassy. 
So sometimes you sow the seed, it may not be watered, or the watering you watered it may not produce the result at the time, but just sow the seed anyway. That cousin that seems like it's been years and no result, no, continue sowing the seed. That colleague that seems so adamant and will not hear anything about God and proudly tells you he's an atheist, continue sowing the seed. I walked with this man one time and then, you know, every time he would tell me, when I take the Rhapsody of Realities to him, he would tell me, I'm not interested. He said, I'm not going to read it. Stop wasting it. I said, no, I'm not wasting it. I want you to have it. And, you know, he'll collect it in my presence and drop it in his wardrobe, in his drawer. But I knew I was sowing my seed. Another thing about the Rhapsody of Realities, it's an angel. Oh, an angel cannot be stopped. When I'm not there, it will do what he needs to do. Did you ever hear the story of a guy who checked into a hotel? He was a, an assassin and then, you know, I don't know if it was a hotel where he was supposed to kill someone. He checked into a hotel and... You know, at night, for whatever reason, he was checking the drawers and then he opened this drawer and then a light shone through the drawer into his eyes. And, you know, he was awestruck and he was wondering what was happening. And then much later, he found that it was a book. The book was Rhapsody of Realities. He picked the book, he read it, said the prayer of salvation at the end, and that was the end of the assassination job and the assassination journey. So um, I'm talking about absolute realities right now because that's one of the tools with which we've been taking cities, taking countries, taking nations, because it contains the word of God. We leave them with something. We've also been using the healing school magazines across different places too. Another healing stream is coming up at the end of October. I'm sure you're aware by now. So all of these tools that we have for the preaching of the gospel, don't stop. Don't stop. And remember that we also have the place of intercession where as we sow the seed, we intercede for them in prayers. And then God, who is the God of the harvest, will bring in the harvest. Praise God. So brothers and sisters, let us be encouraged like the apostles to continue seizing the land for Jesus Christ. Praise God. I'll hand over to esteemed Pastor Inye for the next segment. God bless you, everyone. Wow. Thank you, Ma. Those, um, those testimonies are inspiring. I'm inspired to keep sowing my seeds. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you are connecting from. We are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion, and I'll start with the further studies of the Rhapsody. Praise the Lord. Matthew 28, 19, King James says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Mark 16, 15, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Praise the Lord. Please let's take the prayer together. Dear Father, 
I thank you for entrusting me with a divine responsibility of reaching those in my world and in distant lands with the message of the gospel. In light of your glorious gospel that I bear dispares the darkness in the hearts of the unconverted, destroying the bonds of the wickedness and establishing them in your righteousness. Indeed, the word prevails in my city and the regions beyond. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion. And today we are in First Corinthians chapter 10. We are still reading the message translation. Praise God. Remember our history, friends, and be warned. All our ancestors were led by a providential cloud and taken miraculously through the sea. They went through the waters in a baptism like ours as Moses led them from enslaving death to salvation life. They all ate and drank identical food and drink, meals provided daily by God. They drank from the rock, God's fountain for them, and stayed with them wherever they were. And the rock was Christ. And just experiencing God's wonder and grace didn't seem to mean much. Most of them were defeated by temptation during the hard times in the desert, and God was not pleased. The same thing would happen to us. We must be on guard so that we never get caught up in wanting our own way as they did. And we must not turn our religion into a circus as they did. First, the people parted. Then they threw a dance. We must not be sexually promiscuous. They paid for that, remember, with 23,000 deaths in one day. We must never try to get Christ to serve us instead of us serving him. They tried it, and God launched an epidemic of poisonous snakes. We must be careful not to stir up discontent. Discontent destroyed them. These are all warning markers, danger in our history books, written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. Our positions in the story are parallel. They at the beginning, we at the end, and we are just as capable of messing it up as they were. You are not exempt. You would fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Cultivate God confidence. No test of temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He will never let you be pushed past your limits. He will always be there to help you come through it. Praise the Lord. We have come to the end of today's New Testament reading. I want to say we thank you to Sister Maka for the opportunity. Do have a prolific day, everyone, and enjoy the rest of the devotion. I love you. We love you too, esteemed Pastor Nine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'd like to start by thanking the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity to take us through the Old Testament reading of our one-year Bible reading plan. Thank you also very much for being in attendance of the devotion and building up yourself in the Word of God. 
Today we'll be reading Psalms 135 to 138. Glory to God. Psalms 135. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Praise the works of God. All you priests on duty in God's temple, serving in the sacred halls of our God, shout hallelujah, because God's so good. Sing anthems to his beautiful name. And why? Because God chose Jacob, embraced Israel as a prized possession. I, too, give witness to the greatness of God, our Lord, high above all other gods. He does just as he pleases, however, wherever, whenever. He makes the weather, clouds and thunder, lightning and rain, wind pouring out of the north. He struck down the Egyptian firstborn, both human and animal firstborn. He made Egypt sit up and take notice, confronted Pharaoh and his servants with miracles. Yes, he struck down great nations, he slew mighty kings, Sihon king of the Amorites, also Og of Bashan, every last one of the Canaanite kings. Then he turned their land over to Israel, a gift of good land to his people. God, your name is eternal. God, you will never be out of date. God stands up for his people. God holds the hands of his people. The gods of the godless nations are mere trinkets, made for quick sale in the market. Chiseled mouths that can't talk, painted eyes that can't see, carved ears that can't hear, dead wood, cold metal. Those who made and trust them become like them. Family of Israel, bless God. Family of Aaron, bless God. Family of Levi, bless God. You who fear God, bless God. Oh, blessed be God of Zion, first citizen of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Psalms 136. Thank God, he deserves your thanks. His love never quits. Thank the God of all gods. His love never quits. Thank the Lord of all lords. His love never quits. Thank the miracle-working God. His love never quits. The God whose skill formed the cosmos, his love never quits. The God who laid out earth on ocean foundations, his love never quits. The God who filled the skies with light, his love never quits. The sun to watch over the day, his love never quits. Moon and stars as guardians of the night, his love never quits. The God who struck down the Egyptian firstborn, his love never quits, and rescued Israel from Egypt's oppression, his love never quits. Took Israel in hand with his powerful hand, his love never quits. Splits the Red Sea right in half, his love never quits. Led Israel right through the middle, his love never quits. Dumped Pharaoh and his army in the sea. His love never quits. The God who marched his people through the desert, his love never quits. Smashed huge kingdoms right and left, his love never quits. Struck down the famous kings, his love never quits. Struck Sihon, the Amorite king, his love never quits. Struck Og, the Bashanite king, 
his love never quits. Then distributed the land as booty. His love never quits. Handed the land over to Israel. His love never quits. God remembered us when we were down. His love never quits. Rescued us from the trampling boots. His love never quits. Takes care of everyone in time of need. His love never quits. Thank God who did it all. His love never quits. Psalms 137. Alongside Babylon's rivers, we sat on the banks. We cried and cried, remembering the good old days in Zion. Alongside the quaking aspens, we stacked our unplayed harps. That's where our captors demanded songs, sarcastic and mocking. Sing us a happy Zion song. Oh, how could we ever sing God's song in this wasteland? If I ever forget you, Jerusalem, let my fingers wither and fall off like leaves. Let my tongue swell and turn back and turn black. If I fail to remember you, if I fail, oh dear Jerusalem, to honor you as my greatest. God, remember those Edomites and remember the ruin of Jerusalem. That day they yelled out, wreck it, smash it to bits. And you, Babylonians, ravagers, a reward to whoever gets back at you for all you've done to us. Yes, a reward to the one who grabs your babies and smashes their heads on the rocks. Psalms 138. Thank you. Everything in me says thank you. Angels listen as I sing my thanks. I kneel in worship facing your holy temple and say it again. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Most holy is your name. Most holy is your word. The moment I called out, you stepped in. You made my life large with strength. When they hear what you have you have to say, God, all earth's kings will say, thank you. They will sing of what you've done, how great the glory of God. And here's why. God, high above seas, far below. No matter the distance, he knows everything about us. When I walk into the thick of trouble, keep me alive in the angry turmoil. With one hand, strike my foes. With your other hand, save me. Finish what you started in me, God. Your love is eternal. Don't quit on me now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that brings us to the end of the Old Testament reading. Once again, I would like to thank the esteemed Sister Marka for this opportunity. I will now hand over to the affirmation team. Do have a prolific day, everyone. God bless you. Please, the affirmation is on the screen. Um, we can just get to unmute our mics right now and get to take their affirmations. 
We declare in the name of the Lord that Praise the Lord. All right. Um, just a second. Parking, I would handle the communion segment. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, today is a special day. Um, in the realm of the spirit, and um, you need to open your spirit so that you don't miss that visitation. Praise God. Um, if you listen to the message, how many of you listened to the message yesterday, prophecy? Part one. You can raise your hand.
right awesome um if you listen to the message yesterday um extensively um a man of god pastor and um reverend ray um the highest reverend ray shared on the details of prophecy and also how to use prophecy and you remember that in this month of dominion prophecy is the third um item um three things three ways in which we practice our dominion the third was given to us as prophecy and if you look at the act of prophesying it's it's um it's not so far from faith proclamations but it takes on a personality in that you talk to yourself you talk to the situation in making faith proclamation, you may not necessarily be addressing the situation. You may just be talking God's word about the situation, right? Um, for instance, you say, my health is blessed. You are not addressing your health. You are talking about your health or you're talking God's word about your health. But in prophecy, you address, you talk to your health. You talk to the sickness. You talk to the matter. You do you 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 take on a personality and you address the situation. So um that message was to give you more insight into how to make your meditation segments extremely effective because you really can bring in faith proclamations and prophecies into your um meditation segments. So um, you have to make up your mind that this journey is a journey of no return. <laughs> is it that we produce results or we produce results? Is it that you have testimonies or you have testimonies? And you see, um, the highly esteemed Reverend Ray said something yesterday. He said, using the story of um, Prophet Ezekiel, and you see how that by the time it was verse seven, he said, I prophesied as I was commanded. And then bone came to bone. Um, sinus came upon the skeletons. And, you know, there was a great host, but there was no life in them. And he said, sometimes you're prophesying. You might see a change here and there, but it's not where it ought to be. And you know, the funny thing is, if you look at the situation in that case, um, it might be similar to what has happened in your life. You know that when the valley was filled with dry bones, um, it was dry, right? And you didn't need to worry about smell because the bones were already dry. But now that they were now a body, but they were dead, if you look at it literally, it's it had become a complicated situation because if breath doesn't come on them, those bodies are going to rot in and it's going to be a very, very terrible situation. So um, maybe like the prophet, it now seemed like um, your prophesying has created a more um, complicated situation. Maybe the matter you were you were you've been meditating on and addressing has become a bit more complicated. It seemed like you now have much more to deal with. 
like prophet ezekiel as compared to when there was just a, there was just dry bones on the on the valley but what do you do you continue prophesying because god told ezekiel he said now it's time for you to prophesy to the wind and the wind is the holy ghost and so we see the role of the holy ghost in bringing to life the situation that prophet ezekiel was addressing and that's why yesterday we studied in the Rhapsody of Reality. It said it takes the word and then it takes the spirit. The word of God in our mouth is God talking. And I'm telling you that you are not going to give up. This journey that you started, you must complete it and you must say, this is the testimony I brought out of August. You must. You are not allowed to give up. You are not allowed to give in. You are not allowed to throw in the towel. You are not allowed to call and say, I beg I'm tired. No, you cannot be tired though. <laughs> because you see, um, the, the testimonies of the working of your faith, there's a way it strengthens you in your Christian journey. There's a way it assures you that anything is possible. Prophecy says for edification, for exaltation, for comfort. You are comforted knowing that God is with you and that the word of God works. You owe yourself that responsibility to prove the word of God in your life. In that situation. And that's where your conviction is built. When Paul says, I'm fully persuaded. I told you again and again, I said, you can be 30% persuaded. You can be 65% persuaded. You can be 95% persuaded. But it matters that you're fully persuaded. And you see such kind of full persuasion, such kind of convictions comes from your personal testimonies. You know, somebody comes and they testify, oh, this, 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 this happened. And then everybody rejoices, oh, God is faithful. Oh, praise God. Oh, pra I thank the Lord for you. It would encourage you. But um, it, 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 it's, there's, there's how much it affects your persuasion. There's how much it affects your conviction about who God is, about what God can do. About the word of God and how effective it is. If it works for all Christians, if it works, if it can work for anyone. You know, sometimes you believe, oh, anything is possible. Eh, it's, yeah, I know that anything is possible, but maybe not me. Maybe not in this situation. Maybe God didn't have me in mind. If you don't come to the point where as a Christian, you personalize the word of God, where as you read the Bible, you feel like, oh, you are the only one in the world and God wrote you a Bible. You are in a, in a, in a ministry program or a service and the pastor is talking and then you're not thinking that, ah, oh, we're well, like 5,000 in this place. I'm not sure who God is talking to. No, you are thinking that, I am the only one in this program and God is talking to me. Your relationship with God must become that personal. You must cease to see yourself as a number, as a number in the billions. You know, some of you, you think that, ah, we're plenty in this world now, beg, beg. It's not me that God is talking to. He's talking to somebody, Sha, but you don't think it's you. You don't think it's you. No, it's you. And you must see it as you. For God so loved the world that he gave and we'll be made to understand again and again that if you were the only one on earth, Jesus will still have come. When you hear those things, do you believe it? Is the word of God personal? Is God, the existence of God, is it personal to you? 
Because until you get to that point where you have confidence in God's choice of you as an individual, in God's love for you, the gospel is not yet personal to you. And you may not experience the kind of testimonies and miracles you want to see. So as we take the communion this morning, you need to do it with an understanding that it's just you and God. It's you and God. And it's either you have testimonies or you have testimonies. It's either that situation changes or it changes. We see through the scriptures, men and women. You read Hebrews 11. That was two days ago. Showing us stories. Do you remember Anna? We read the story of Anna, right? Do you remember how she prophesied? And talked about the fact that God was going to set up her generation for greatness. And then in Hebrews 11, Samuel's name is mentioned. Did you notice? There were so many prophets. Hebrews 11, Jeremiah was not mentioned. Sorry, Isaiah was not mentioned. There were powerful prophets. How come Eli was um, Samuel was mentioned? Eli that raised Samuel was not mentioned. Because a woman dared to believe God, asked God for a child and would not take no for an answer. And she got Samuel. She got Samuel. And Samuel today is mentioned in Hebrews 11 in the faith hall of fame. If Hebrews 11 had to be written again, would your name be mentioned? Would you dare to believe? He said women had their children, had, had, had their dead, not their children so that you don't think that he was talking about mothers alone. And I, I, I find that very inspiring. It tells me that women can go for something. You might have been in a community where women were relegated to the background and they meant nothing in the society. Don't draw your picture, the picture of your life from there. You might have grown up in a family where you were all girls and then your dad left because according to tradition, if there's no son in the family, the children are nothing. You might have grown up in that place and you feel like, oh, nothing really matters in my life because of the mentality that your father left. He sowed the seed of worthlessness in you because he walked away because you were five girls that your mother gave birth to and there was no son. God is not like your father. God is not like your father. And you must stop seeing God with the eyes of man. See him as God. Have you been meditating on Malachi 3? All powerful. God Almighty. The Lord all powerful. The Lord of the heavenly armies. The Lord of the heavenly forces. He's telling you that if I have to mobilize all of heaven for your sake, I'll do it. I'll do it. Did you read those stories that we read in Judges? How the, the, the heavens fought for the children of Israel. Hailstones from above. And he said that he killed many more people than they killed in the battles put together. Brothers and sisters, if you read Hebrews, you find that faith did it. God didn't do it. <laughs> faith did it. Faith did it. In James, you've, you've heard in several of the messages we've listened to, James 5. 16 and 17. 
He said how that, how that in, in, I think it was verse 18. And he said that, and Elias prayed again after he had prayed that there should be no rain. He said he prayed again. And then he said the heaven, the heaven, the heaven gave their rain. Not God. Not God. If you've listened to the message, um, um, when there's no change as yet, I think that's actually changing hopeless situation part 11. Understanding righteousness part, part, part 13 rather. It's actually the one that stands as changing hopeless situation in many cases. And when there's no change at yet, pastor said, God is waiting for you to rot that miracle. God is waiting for your works of faith so that he may promote you. Position yourself to be promoted after August. Have a testimony to your life of faith. Something that your faith did. The way Elijah's faith moved the heaven to give it rain. Have something that you can say, this was my faith. This was my faith and nothing else. Have something. And don't give up. Everything didn't change when Ezekiel was prophesying. Go and read Ezekiel 37. Go, go read it for yourself. Everything didn't change overnight. He kept prophesying until the situation was what God said. What has God said concerning us? He says abundant harvest. He said harvest like rain poured out from the sky. Yesterday, I read to you the meaning of pour. I read to you test. I read to you put the test. We checked it out for ourselves. Until your situation can be described as what God said in Malachi 3.10. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Until your situation can be described as what you see in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8, where he said, He said, you would have everything that you need. I ask you right now, do you have everything that you need? If your answer is no, don't stop. And he said, you would then have more than enough that you can do. He didn't say good things for other people. He said all kinds of good things. Take note of the word. Take note of each word. All, all kinds of good things for other people. You want to build a hospital, you are able to. You want to fund an inner city school building, you are able to. You want to give for one billion meals, you are able to. You want to do a million copies of Rhapsody, you are able to. You want to sponsor the whole healing streams, you are able to. All kinds of good things. You get into a community, you want to build a community library, you want to help people that are in business, give business grants, you are able to. You see a situation, you want to help out, you want to give towards it, you are able to. Recently, I heard of someone who, um, um, who gave fifty million to somebody who was into, um, some um, um community works. In two days, the guy received the fifty million. How would you? How would you? How would it be like if you are able to do that? You just see somebody doing something good, and you say, "Oh my God, I love this thing that this person is doing. I want to be a part of it." And then you're able to transfer fifty million. Have you ever seen yourself doing that? Some of you, you've not received one million before and you don't think it's possible. No, no, no. You have to change that. 
if that's what you end your August with, tell yourself, I will not only receive one million, I will do one million, my first one million, my first five million, my first 10 million. I'm going to do it. You say, how shall these things be? Oh, be it unto me according to the word of the Lord. Let your response be like Mary. Oh, let it be unto me according to your word, oh God. God said it. I believe it and that settles it. You remember that song? We sang it growing up in Sunday school. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Remember that song? We sang so many songs growing up in Sunday school. Of course, we know some of them were not okay. But there were others. Then you may not have realized what you were saying. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for every time that we break bread, it is a proclamation of our faith in the works of Christ to say that it was enough. It was enough that he died. It was enough that he was buried. It was enough that he was raised back to life. It was enough that he ascended with witnesses. It was enough that he was glorified, given a name, a family name where we come under. A name that is most powerful. A name that when we engage, everything bows. Lord, all the situations, all of the situations that we've been dealing with this August, August will not end. <laughs> they would have come to pass. And our testimony will be that it came to pass. It came to pass. That matter came to pass. And it changed to align with God's testimony of us. And where there was lack, abundance showed up. Where there was sickness, suddenly health flourished. Oh, where there had been deaths for years. Like the, the testimony of Brother Norman the other day and Sister Melo, Pastor Melody. Deaths of three years fled in a very short time. Oh, the story ends. The story ends. The stories that don't align with your word, they end with August. And we finish this month with joyful triumph and victories. Victories wrought by your word, knowing that your word works. Thank you, Lord, as we break this bread. There is a change in the name of the Lord Jesus. You can break the bread and eat it. And after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These do years after you drink it in remembrance of me. But as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Heavenly Father, your word is here and amen. From generation to generation, you are the same. You are the God who is our father the God who is our friend, the God who loves us personally as individuals, the one who, if he was just one of us, you would still have sent your son. When you see us, you see us with the eyes of your son, the one whom you give all things to be subject to his name. And every time that we use his name, 
all of creation responds to us. And even this morning, Lord, whatever the situation that everyone in this house has set out to change in this August, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, there is a change. There is a change. There is a change. Suddenly the harvest has come. Suddenly the debts have been erased and paid. Suddenly the rent is paid. Suddenly the fees are paid. Scholarship. I call for scholarship for our children in this house. I call for scholarship for the students in this place. There is a reign of scholarships. There is a reign. There is a reign of scholarships. I thank you for debts that are repaid in the name of Jesus. I thank you for jobs in the abundance. Those who haven't had jobs for years. I thank you, Lord. They will have so many options. It becomes a big deal which to choose. Good jobs good jobs and they would not stop at that because they themselves we offer jobs to others they'll become job distributors the one who was once seeking for a job will end august as a job distributor thank you lord thank you lord thank you for babies 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 from expecting mothers Oh, like Sarah, their faith prevailed and caused their bodies to conceive and carry their children to full term. Thank you for twins. Thank you for triplets. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, whatever that change, whatever that situation. It's been 25 days, Lord. Explosive, abundant harvest. Harvest of every good thing. Every good thing. Every good thing. Every favor and earthly blessing. It is so, Lord, in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Um, To all our celebrants in the house, I'd like you to post your birthdays on the Inspired by the Word group. But I pray for you that this day, as a birthday gift, your heart desires have come through and you yet testify and celebrate your many testimonies in the mighty and matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have online spaces. If you're joining us for the first time, please also introduce yourself on the Inspired by the Word group on, um, on Telegram. Join our pages and we we'll welcome you there. Um, our time is fast spent and would end the meeting now, but I expect to hear testimonies. As we count up to the testimony festival, make up your mind that your testimony will be so striking, it will stand out, and you would have so many testimonies, and it shall be unto you as you have declared and desired in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I'd like us to unmute our mics as we share the benediction. Guys are in charge of the groups, but for 
Um, so please, we expect the engagement for today from batch four and the uh, couples. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the day, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.